You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. A week has passed since we have proclaimed, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. A week has passed since we celebrated the emptiness of the tomb. A week has passed since we shifted from the season of Lent through the solemnity of Maundy Thursday and waded into and through the grief of Good Friday. A week has passed. Christ is risen, but it's kind of hard to feel that, right? Especially now. A week has passed since Easter Sunday, though it feels like it was forever ago maybe a lifetime ago. Maybe it happened in an alternate universe. Maybe we feel like it didn't even happen here. Or if it happened here, it didn't happen to us. We are an Easter people. But in so many ways, it feels like we just aren't there yet. A lot of us aren't quite feeling like ourselves. Being church certainly doesn't look like it used to. We're a bit disheveled and frazzled, both outwardly and inwardly. We are adjusting to a new normal that isn't normal at all. This isn't normal. On this, the second Sunday of Easter, how can we feel the joy of the resurrection? Many of us are familiar with the story of Thomas, the doubter, the one who dubiously side-eyed his fellow disciples as they told him the good news, the good news that they have seen the Lord. We know Thomas best as the disciple who said, nah, man, if I can't see him and I can't actually touch the guy, then I don't believe you. I don't believe he was really here. We focus a lot on Thomas's doubt when we read this scripture, and for good reason. But we rarely take pause to consider and to dare to speculate about another important part of this scripture. I'll lead you there. Jesus had just appeared to the disciples, that is, everyone except for Thomas, who maybe didn't get the memo that his friends were getting together. The disciples had just had an incredible, life-altering experience that rooted them in an understanding of the risen Christ among them and the work of the Holy Spirit through them. And in their excitement, they told their buddy Thomas what they had experienced, who they had just seen. But Thomas couldn't believe them. Then, we come to an important part, the important part that I want us to consider, the overlooked part. At the beginning of verse 26, we hear the words, a week later. As in, a week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. In our haste, we move on too quickly through this story, thinking, yay, Thomas is with them this time, Okay, Jesus is letting him poke his fingers in his wounds. Wow, now Thomas believes. But 
As the story moves on, I can't help but to hover on those last words, those words at the beginning of verse 26, a week later. And I wonder about Thomas. I wonder what it was like for him to live an entire week wrestling with this news he had just heard from his friends. His friends are well aware of what Easter Sunday really meant. But for Thomas, Jesus isn't really risen. Jesus isn't really alive. The master, the teacher, the Lord is still dead. While others rejoice, for Thomas, the grief is real. His friends are Easter people, but Thomas isn't quite there yet. Back in John chapter 14, verses 5 through 6, not too long after Jesus had washed his disciples' feet and predicted his betrayal, as well as Peter's denial of him, we hear Jesus saying to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Jesus goes on to talk about his father's big house and tells his disciples that he is going to prepare a place for them. Thomas says to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? I imagine Thomas a bit similar to the character Donkey in the animated Shrek movies. In Shrek 2, Shrek, Fiona, and Donkey all left their humble home in the swamp together for their destination, the kingdom of far, far away. And on this long road trip, Donkey gets restless. He starts asking that dreaded road trip question. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? He asks over and over. No, we aren't there yet, Shrek and Fiona reply over and over. They drive onward and Donkey dares to ask again and again, are we there yet? No. Those were long minutes and hours and days. And Shrek, in his quick-tempered way, tells Donkey to find a way to entertain himself in his boredom. And Donkey finds a very annoying way to do this that works up the nerves of everyone. Finally, Shrek himself yells out, are we there yet? Yes, Fiona replies. To Thomas, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But even with that reassurance, the Thomas who is so uncertain in chapter 14 is the same Thomas who is experiencing post-resurrection uncertainty in chapter 20. It is the same Thomas who is waiting a week to really understand what others have already come to know as true. His world had just been unraveled. Jesus had just been brutally crucified. I imagine Thomas feeling fear about the present as well as fear about the future. And he feels so much grief. I imagine him at the very least being a bit disheveled and frazzled, both outwardly and inwardly. Maybe he's just bored and he's trying to find ways to entertain himself while he waits. He has heard Jesus speak time and time again 
about the kingdom that is coming. But this kingdom, for Thomas, is the kingdom that is too far, far away. Jesus had already made all the disciples into Easter people, but Thomas isn't there yet. In my role as a hospice chaplain, I am seeing so much suffering right now, so much uncertainty. The other day, I was talking to the wife of a hospice patient who lives in a senior living community that is on particularly strict lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been checking in with this wife frequently for days. For years, she has been visiting her husband daily sometimes multiple times per day, until these recent pandemic restrictions meant that very suddenly she was no longer allowed to see her husband. Her pain is so real. Her lamenting is so real. In her lamenting, it seems as though she feels her husband is locked in a tomb. She knows this lockdown won't last forever, but it's hard to imagine right now how long it will be until the doors will open. She is a woman of faith, and her faith sustains her, but it feels so heavy. Her hopefulness and her hopelessness are being felt entwined closely together. John Wesley, in his 1760 sermon titled Heaviness Through Manifold Temptations, helps remind us that even those who believe have heaviness of the soul. Indeed, almost all the children of God experience this in a higher or lower degree. We are Easter people. Technically, we're there. But in so many ways, it feels like we aren't there yet. It feels so heavy. Our souls are so weary. The good news is, Jesus is with us in the in-between times, just as he was with Thomas in the week that he waited and grieved and feared and felt all of the feels he might have been feeling. Jesus was the one who prayed to have the cup taken from him if it was God's will. We know Jesus knows our spiritual and emotional heaviness. Jesus, the crucified, also knows our physical pain as well as our emotional and spiritual pain. This is the Jesus that offered his disciples reassurance again and again. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus is with us during this long journey. Jesus is with us in the weeks that pass while we wait for our hearts and our minds to wrap themselves around the fact that hopefulness can be present right alongside hopelessness. Jesus is with us in the time that elapses while we grieve, while we fear. Jesus is with us in our disheveledness, whether we feel worthy, whether we fear or worry. Jesus is just as present with us in our isolation as he is in our togetherness. Whether we can see him or feel him, whether we doubt or question, whether we can find joy and reason to celebrate and rejoice right now. As we all ask, are we there yet? Let us remember this good news. 
Jesus tells his disciples three times during the course of our gospel reading today, peace be with you. May we be consoled by the one who is infinitely able to know our suffering. And remember, our hearts will catch up to the joyful Easter feeling. Until then, we know that even a disciple, one of the 12, knew what it meant to wait expectantly, not knowing when Easter would come for him. Peace be with you, my friend, you beautiful Easter people. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you. Hallelujah, 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 hallel